not only does he give Hulk Hogan a hug, he dry humps Hulk Hogan while Hulk Hogan is being bear hugged by the giant. And then Hogan screams and runs like a little bitch. Somebody go get help. He literally just tried to commit murder with a man off a rooftop and then ran away screaming for help. Remember the video store kids? When we used to do that, we used to go to this, oh, we used to go to this place and we used to rent movies. Kevin Sullivan is making this so incredibly hard to watch. His existence is making it hard for me to watch. Uh, well, here's the thing about that they just give title shots to anybody. Clearly. The following podcast contains mature content. The views and opinions expressed by the coach announced to those of the host. So, discretion is advised. Welcome back to Return to Wrestling, that wrestling podcast that turns the clock back to when sports entertainment was still called professional wrestling. I am your host, the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Matt Ritter, and we are back with Lord Cusselot, a.k.a. the Dragon King, a.k.a. Big T, a.k.a. Sweet T, a.k.a. Z-Money, a.k.a. Black Merlin, a.k.a. the HNIC, Travis Pointer. What's going on, Travis? What's happening? How you been, man? I kind of miss you. I've been good. Yeah, no, we only see each other once a month now. I've got people asking me if you're actually like a host on Smack and Raw, and I'm like, uh, not really anymore. But he is nah, the producer, so nah. yeah, I produce the show. I don't, and I pop in every now and then if you need me to, you know. Very rarely, but you're a busy man. You got a lot of stuff going on. You're figuring a lot of stuff out with Creation World and new directions because stuff's ending, stuff's coming up, and yeah, there's, there's a lot of revamps coming. It's gonna be a lot of fun though. Like I'm, I got some things working in my head right now. It doesn't really make sense to even me yet, but it's just like you know, give it a little time. It's gonna be pretty cool because I gotta figure some stuff out. It's and it's hard for me because I know like the Dungeons Dungeons at the Dark thing is probably gonna you know be the best thing for us because it brings all of the uh, the core group together. You know, all four of us, mm-hmm. and it's fun. And people can tell we're having fun, which is probably why our most viewed video on Pornhub. Very true. It is weird as shit that over a thousand people wanted to watch us play Dungeons and Dragons on a porn website, but they did. Which kind of gives me ideas as to future stuff for Dungeons and Dragons to be like, you know, if we're getting those kinds of numbers on Pornhub, I can do like the really fucked up, weird sexual monsters that I have in my head. And, and you know I'm all for that. I know you are. I, I know now. all three of you are. So it's just yeah. like I can't wait to do that shit. And I actually have an idea as to how we're gonna get there. It's like, oh, this is gonna be so fun. But it's just like getting it, getting all four of us together is difficult. So it's just that's the hardest part. But it's coming, people. I promise you, it is gonna be worth the wait. And speaking of revamping, we're re- revamping this show a little bit. So we're gonna do something a little different. This month, next month, we might try something, you know, a little different. Uh, we're going to work the kinks out and kind of make Return to Wrestling its own thing. Right now, I'm going to kind of try and make it a little bit more like uh, the Smack and Raw podcast. Try and then see if I can bit. see if I can make, you know, something a little more unique to Return to Wrestling as we go forward. So as the changes come, please, I know you guys are listening. Hit me up at Matt Ritter. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you guys like, what you guys don't like, what you want to hear more of you know how you like the format but uh 
listen, let's get into it because this was actually not a terrible month. And that's the first time I think I've said that since we started the show. Well, here's the thing. It progressively gets better once the NWO starts. And I knew this, but it's just like we've talked about this before with WCW. You got to sift through the shit first and then you get to the good stuff. You get you find and the goal when you sift through the shit. I'd say the the weeks leading up to World War Three and obviously the World War Three match were the shit, but we got some good stuff in World War Three. So you didn't like that big three ring battle royal this time. We will talk about it when we get there. Okay, that's we will fine. Talk about it when we I get just there. maintain World War Three is a fucking mess, but it's a beautiful mess. But anyway, keep going. <laughs> Uh, October 28th, we kick it off on uh, matches. We had William Regal defeat Hubie. Uh, DDP defeats Mike Penis. Dean Malenko defeats Jim Powers. Jeff Jarrett defeats Ricky Morton. High Voltage and the French Canadians go to a DQ after the Nasty Boys interfere and attack them both. You know I'm not going to just let you get away with that, though, right? Because Get away with what? It's Mike Anus. Mike's penis. Mike Anus however you want to go about it uh ray mysterio defeats jimmy graffiti aka the gigolo uh jimmy valiant benoit defeats eddie after a briefcase to eddie from mongo mcmichaels and then luger in our main event loses to booker t and then uh because he gives up and goes to chase sting in the crowd so i'm gonna start off with swallows uh sting up in the rafters like he wasn't in the rafters this week he was up in the vip box but this is the beginning of you know what you talk about in every documentary of how Sting spent a year in the rafters before he wrestled a match and no matches like that's the, the, the level of patience shown by WCW because it would have been so easy to throw him into this World War Three pay per view like so easy to do that but like no no not yet not yet I will say the way they make it sound on the documentaries and we'll talk about it in the weeks coming up. Uh, I definitely didn't think I'd see as much of Sting in the ring interacting with people as I have. So, oh, so you thought it was just early him and the Raptors never interacting with anybody? That is correct. Oh no, 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 no! I had sir. no idea. No, no, I no. Mean, I, see, I see things, and I'm like, okay, I've seen that before, but I thought that was after the fact. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll get into mm-hmm. it. Um. Speaking of Sting in the rafters, though, one of those things when Zabisco calls Sting a pathetic-looking man, and I'm just like, no wonder he says, fuck all y'all. Like, what the hell? Oh, we're going to talk about Zabisco because Zabisco gets on my fucking nerves. Oh, He's Zabisco, going on my WCW shit list. Zabisco has made me laugh so hard this past, like, month of this show kind of stuff. Like, he's just like... Like he he legit lets two of his friends just get their asses whooped twice. And it's just like, on one hand, I'm like, that's fucked up. But on the other hand, it's like, I kind of get it. Like, oh, we'll talk about Zabisco. <laughs> like, we'll talk. Uh, Teddy Long, Nick, Nick Patrick, that feud. Teddy came out and saved Chris Jericho and this lawyer. I enjoy the stuff between Teddy and Nick. Jericho is going to be a spit. We'll get into that. Uh, Holland Nash rooting oh, yeah. for my boy. Baby face Jericho isn't fun. It's just, oh it no, it sucks. It, it's, it has you, never been fun. Honestly, you see a little bit of that Chris Jericho in him, even this early on, like when he, but it's like him, you know how they say be you and turn the volume way up. It's not up. It's like they turn yet. the volume way down yeah. because he's using like generic baby face, good guy things. Like I'm going to kick your butt, but like with the Jericho flair and it's just, 
It doesn't yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. Even um, when he was in WWE, when he was a babyface, he's like, I don't like this as much as heel Jericho. It's just he's good at being that jerk, that asshole that she's like, I want to punch you in your nose. Now, mind you, I did spits and swallows for each show. So as the weeks progress, something that I may be swallowing right now, for example, Hall and Nash rooting for DDP to defeat Mike's penis and looking like they're scouting him. Yeah. may then later become a spit as the story progresses we'll see uh yeah, but right now wcw fumbles the bag on many occasions I, yeah. I will i will never argue against that i i know this i know uncle this. kevin in the crowd throwing up the diamond cutter scouting my boy ddp the fact that he hits this diamond cutter out of fucking every possible position like Talking about Randy Orton hitting RKO's out of nowhere. That's just him jumping into screen and hitting an RKO. This man literally, it doesn't, you put him in a fucking figure four, he'll diamond yeah, cutter you. Yeah, like, yeah. It's I, I legit feel like Randy Orton's RKO's out of nowhere came from watching Diamond Dallas Page. 100%. Which uh, I don't knock him for it. When you see somebody do something well, you watch them and you do better. It's, I get it. It's what Kobe tried to do. He, you know, he failed, but he tried. Yeah. Uh, also got Rey Mysterio versus the broke ass gigolo, uh, Jimmy Graffiti. It was a good match. Like, I had, I had to, I looked at the guy, I'm like, you look fucking familiar, but I have no idea who the fuck Jimmy Graffiti is. And then I saw that he was the gigolo Jimmy Valiant from WWF. I say, I remember the name, but I don't even remember any matches of his. I, I remember hearing that name, but I'm like, I can't tell you anytime I saw him. Uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Benoit. Benoit is always going to have that stigma, but objectively yeah. looking at it, like you put Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit in a match, it's going to be a fucking banger of a match. Like, yeah. It is what it is. Every time they don't miss. <laughs> and the only thing Zabisco did that made me swallow was him hating on William Regal. I enjoyed the shit out of him just running his mouth about William Regal for no goddamn reason. Like, what did William Regal do to Zabisco? I need to know. This man hates Regal for Regal is literally he the does. only WCW champion, and you're a WCW commentator. And you're just shitting on this guy. What does he have? The TV title? Yes, he has a TV yeah. title. Yeah, because yeah. Big Show stole the US title. They're just recognizing him as US champ now because possession no is nine tenths of the law. Somebody, yeah, yeah. Okay. it's just like who was it? Uh, Bobby Bobby Heenan. Like you go take it from. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can have it, bro. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? We'll call this the drizzling shits because I think that's something we did when we first started because you were yeah. like, you know, so instead of spits, we'll go drizzling shit. So the drizzling shits, the shit that I didn't like having to relive Hogan bitching out to Piper because he's soft and then having to hear him cut a shitty promo on Savage about how he's got a little dick and he's going to fuck Liz and then cut a promo on Piper. Basically, every week. Hogan finished the show cutting a promo and it sucked because home he is not a good fucking promo. Hogan is we, not a good promo. We have much higher standards for promos these days. So yeah. And, and it's trash. Looking back on these promos, they're not good. They're not. It's always Hogan saying, like, I'm the greatest I've made wrestling and you all should worship me. That's usually the gist of every promo that he does. And when you do that over and over again, it gets old. And mm -hmm. then anything he tries to do that deviates from that just sounds stupid so yeah 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 nwo being in the crowd not doing jack shit i'm here for the nwo what do you want the crowd 
I want them to beat more fucking people up. I want them throwing people into fucking trailers and shit. I want baseball bats and you broken can't fucking legs. Do and shit. that every week. You gotta have. You gotta build the anticipation. Them sitting there waiting back. Like, what are they gonna do this week? And you're worried about it, but they don't do anything yet. And then uh, they all beat the shit out of Roddy Piper. Like that's kind of the thing. <laughs> like you, you, you wait for it, and then you we'll finally get, get it, and you love it when you get it. You we'll can't we'll do it every week, Matt. Uh, Jeff Jarrett existing in WCW. I, dude, I have not enjoyed a single bit of Jeff Jarrett. This holier than thou. He thinks he's a main eventer when he's not. Want to be the second coming of Ric Flair. Shout out to Mongo and Benoit for just being like, dude, fuck you. You're not a horseman. Well, Flair was gone. Or shout out to your boy. My boy. Your favorite WCW dude ever. DDP. Oh, really? He's above Sting for you? Well, we'll get we're not to where Sting gets him yet. We'll get there. That is definitely a swallow. Okay. In okay. the weeks to come. I'm, we're I'm, not I'm there. Sorry. I'm sorry. But no, DDP is number one. DDP is my guy. Interesting. Okay. Okay. It's I, like I 1A, thought, 1B. Okay. I always thought Sting was your guy. That's why I was nope. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, Jeff Jarrett's entire existence and this stupid, I'm gonna be the leader of WCW and I'm from the South and this is a southern promotion, and yeah, we're I'm, gonna rally together. Like, get the fuck out of here. And he's one of those things when I rewatch it's like I forgot you were here. Like, I remember a lot of this happening, but like I didn't remember Jared being here, so just like go away <laughs> and preemptive fuck you to Vince Russo for finally making Jeff Jarrett the wrestler he always thought he was going to be later in WCW when he took over and putting the world title on this guy and letting him lead the NWO. Like, preemptive fuck you. And here's the thing. I partially want to say, like, I don't see us going all the way that far with WCW. I feel like we're going to get, like, close enough. We're like, yeah, fuck this. We're going to do something else. But No, 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 because if you made me go through the bad of the Dungeon of Doom, I want you to have to relive the Millionaire's Club, and the New Blood. So we are going to do it all the way until the day it dies. Here's the thing. thing. I kind of like the New Blood. So it's just like, that's that's a different, that's that's like one of the few things about that era that I liked. So it's just like. Judy Bagwell on a motherfucking forklift. Shout out to Buff, who is like getting, he's doing DDP yoga. He's all over Twitter having a blast. Running his mouth to Disco Inferno. Does he do DDP yoga naked like in one of his um, little like little Chippendale dancer thongs? No, I I don't know. I haven't seen any videos. (laughs) He's also on crutches, so probably not. But he might get there. I think we're trying to get back to like gigolos where he can go back out and start fucking for money. Yeah, I'm like I feel like he he started his OnlyFans doing DDP yoga in his like you know banana hammock thong and shit. Uh, spit nasty boys or drizzling shits nasty boys crying because they're dumb and they got jumped by the NWO. That's on you yeah, guys. Yeah, it's on you. That's that's one hundred percent on you. you. You deserve to get uh, your ass kicked. Nick Patrick's lawyer uh, says language even Teddy could understand. That's racist. That's drizzling yeah. shits. That was fucked up. Yeah. And that guy sucked at promos too. That guy. Yeah, was he wasn't terrible. very good. It really should have been Nick Patrick and Teddy Long doing all the talking because. Yeah. They're, they're the most interesting part of that whole thing. And yeah. Uh, Colonel Parker existing still. Uh, you can answer this question for me. Who is AC Green? He's a football player. Who did he play for? He played for a few people. Um, I think he played for the Bengals for a while. Um, he's a pretty dope receiver. 
because he was all about the NWO and then he was not about the NWO. Like it, I, he was in the crowd. They made a big deal about him. And I'm like, I don't remember shit about you. So, uh, uh, Piper isn't with WCW yet. Oh, this is a different AC Green. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Was he the basketball <laughs> player or the football player? I think he was a basketball player, which is why I asked you. Oh, okay, yeah, he played He played for the Lakers for a while. That's a different dude. Okay, okay. okay. There's another AC Green. No, that was AJ Green. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry. that makes more sense, and that sounds familiar. But, yeah, no, I had no idea who the fuck AC Green was. I don't want – I like, I watched basketball – at the height of the bulls, but I watched bulls games. I didn't know anybody like I knew big names that you saw on like space jam and shit or like mm-hmm. tops trading cards and shit like that. Charles Barkley, so on and so forth. But like, I didn't know AC green, no right. fucking clue that guy. Right, was. right, right. Yeah. AC green played for the Lakes. I didn't really know him very well either. I, I knew he existed, but I didn't, I don't know much about him. Yeah. I was thinking AJ green. And even when I was watching it, AJ green was what was in my head. So it was just, yeah, I got you. So I watched this very first episode and I thought to myself, wait, is I couldn't remember when Piper had his match. Now I know it's going to be at Starcade. So like mm-hmm. that, that's settled. One but I them. thought they were telling me one there of them. Be, there, there would be another one. But I thought they were telling me that like, for whatever reason, I thought it was farther down the line. I was thinking of the second match. I'm like, wait, is the yeah. Piper come out for like one night and then that's, he's not going to be in a yeah. story like that's Halloween Havoc the next year. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> it was very weird. So I put Piper that was a cage with, match also, by the way. Yeah, so I put Piper's in with WCW, but as we talk about the weeks going on, we'll see that that changes, and it was all big, part of a bigger, better story that they were telling, so props to them for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bischoff on commentary, because Bischoff just repeats himself over and over and over again, and it drives me fucking nuts. Like, Well, lucky for you, that's over. Yeah, and last but not least, and what will be the drizzling shits, until it dies a terrible, horrible, awful fucking death. Dungeon of Doom promos. I understand that they are trying to kind of sort of maybe push the narrative that there is issues between Kevin Sullivan and Chris Benoit. And before I spit Kevin Sullivan and his promos during Benoit's matches every week, let me just get this out of the way. This is not how you build a feud with a man who's fucking your ex-wife. By having him cut picture-in-picture promos at the beginning of all of your matches let alone the fact that you were teaming with Benoit while your wife was still part of the four horsemen and doing all of this four months leading up to this. Why is this all of a sudden just an issue for you now, Kevin Sullivan? Like you guys have had issues back and forth. Apparently there was a match that went into a bathroom that I didn't see. Cause it was on Saturday, uh, WCW Saturday night or some shit like that. And they well, talked saw about the other it one that went into the bathroom. Ah, uh, listen. And he got jumped in the bathroom. <laughs> I don't like I don't even I, I literally tune out when Kevin Sullivan comes on. So I don't even know what he's saying. He's also like talking really low and soft to Chris Benoit's like the commentators are talking over him and shit to tell us what's going on in the match. So I'm not paying him. Like, I don't give a fuck about Kevin Sullivan. I don't give a fuck that Chris Benoit. Kayfabe wise is sleeping with his ex-wife and the whole whatever comes that's out of this. Kayfabe, is, that's real life. I understand that. But like kayfabe wise story wise that's the story they're telling and we all know what becomes of this it's all just cringe as did fuck they actually and- say that during the thing like it's one of those like they they haven't actually said during this whole thing why kelvin something so pissed at him he's just oh she can't we trust know, her we, we know the backstory yeah but like on tv they haven't actually said what it is which kind of makes it worse yeah yeah which is why it's the drizzling shits because now I just got to listen to Kevin Sullivan to cut stupid promos every week. And I don't even know what the fuck they're about. 
Did I tell but, you I saw him on something completely differently, like unrelated to wrestling? Yeah, it was uh, Steve Harvey's Judge. Yeah, show. on Judge Steve Harvey. Yeah, him yeah. and JJ Dillon. Like, yeah, it was so, it was so random, and I saw him just like, oh, Matt would love this. No, I would not. He, he like I would not watch you, anything Kevin Sullivan. You can't even escape it on Judge Steve Harvey. <laughs> All right, so then we moved to November 4th. We kick it off. Buff Bagwell in a singles match, defeating Brad Armstrong, who's still fucking here and apparently is going to be here for a very long time, so I guess I'm just going to have to get used to it. DDP defeats Ice Train. Riggs loses to Malenko for the Cruiserweight title because Scotty Riggs is a Cruiserweight, apparently. Uh, Hector Guerrero. It's funny because in my notes I said Riggs versus I forgot who. Yeah, Dean Malenko for the Cruiserweight title. Can we talk about Malenko for a second here? Okay, let's talk about Malenko. I, I really just want to point out how people can, you know, constantly about how, you know, how great he was and all that kind of stuff. And there's certain things he was very good at. And I think I've mentioned it on here before, but like all his matches look very choreographed. Oh, yeah. It's just like it doesn't work for me. And people are like, well, he did this. Like this comes from when he was in Japan, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? I don't care. Like all the time, it's just like, yeah, he could do all these different things. He's like, yeah, but he's boring. Also, I'm petitioning for him to be the man of 99 or 999 holds. Why? Uh, because one of his holds is a tombstone pile driver, and we're going to talk about that because he does it, and that's disrespectful, and no one should ever use that besides the Undertaker or Kane, and that is just my personal preference. Drop that from your fucking move set. Does, does move that count out. as a hold? That's just a maneuver. I, I I believe a maneuver is considered a hold. Really? Yeah. Does it bother you when Mongo does it? Yes, even more so because fucking Mongo. But Jesus he played Christ. for the Bears. He was one of the eighty-five Bears. He got us a ring, man. You no, know, he got himself a ring. I don't have a ring. I got that ring, and he didn't get it for me. Chicago has a ring, sir. You're going to tell me that WCW Mongo is enjoyable just because he was an 85 bear? I'm telling you, I accept a lot of things that he does because he was an 85 bear. Mm-hmm. Well, Stone Cold fucked his wife. So, uh, well, eventually ex-wife. Ex-wife. Yes. Ex-wife. She Look at that. Married. Look at all these wrestlers just fucking each other's ex-wives. <clears throat> Austin's fucking Mongo's ex-wife. Jeff Jarrett's fucking Kurt Angle's ex-wife. Benoit Benoit was, woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just everyone's just, yeah. that ended very differently, but we're we'll move on. Yeah, everyone knows how that ended. Uh Hector Guerrero loses to Chris Benoit. That was another one I was watching. Like, wait, who was this doing? Like, oh, Hector! Hector uh, Guerrero! Like, I remember seeing him like when I was watching like TNA shit, just being in the crowd and stuff. Like, I don't even remember ever watching him in the match, and I saw him I'm like, oh. There's Hector Guerrero in a match. Speaking of DC alternate, like Hector Guerrero here looked like Eddie Guerrero, just like alternate universe Eddie Guerrero. Like, yeah, I mean, he's Eddie's old man flash, like old man flash. It's Eddie's older brother. Like it makes sense. Chavo's father, not father, but like, you know, Chavo's like older, like, you know, uncle. We have a women's tournament for the women's championship going on. And Reina Yabuki loses to Medusa. Uh, IRS loses to Jericho. That tournament is clearly for Medusa to win the, the women's world title. I don't oh. know why they why they bothered to even do a tournament, but okay. Yeah. Uh, and then Luger gets his win back against Booker T in the main event. But shout out to Booker T because Stevie Ray ain't doing shit, and Booker T's been main eventing Nitro two weeks in a row. 
mean, well, they clearly saw back then that between the two, Booker T is the star. Like, yeah. it's, and that's why they put the U.S. title on them. And eventually, the one well, good thing TV title first, but yeah, yeah. And then he the one like good TV, thing Vince Russo actually does is make him champion. Yeah, like he was TV champ for a while by himself while Stevie Ray was on the bench because he was injured, and he was phenomenal at it. Two good things. Two good things that Vince Russo ever did. He he made Booker T champion, and he did that whole thing with Hulk Hogan where he came out and called him a bitch and called him out for creative control and all that. And that's my favorite <laughs> Vince Russo moment of all time. Uh, <laughs> all right, so let's get into likes. Uh, Zabisco bitching about $1.30 gas because in 2022, that's fucking hilarious, bro. Sir. Mr. Zabisco, if we could only transport you in time to 2022, you can see what the fuck is happening now. I don't leave my house anymore. Like, I'm not driving anywhere because it would cost too much to go to get a fucking, like, I don't know, Baconator from Wendy's. Like, I just, I don't eat Wendy's anymore because I don't want to drive there. Like, it would cost too much to go to Wendy's. It's not worth it to me. Could you imagine, like, he's like, and gas prices are a dollar thirty right now. It's insane, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> bro. I remember when gas prices were about a buck thirty, and they ain't been there in a very long time. A very long time. Uh, what else we got? NWO. Nope, that was Spitz. Uh, here we go. Uh, over the top rope rule. I thought it was gone. No. I was wrong because it's not gone because I think next week or two weeks from now, someone loses by it. But I was all excited because somebody went over the top rope and they didn't DQ him. And I'm like, sweet, we got rid of it. I was fucking wrong. No, no. Because I remember specifically later on at some point, I remember Lex Luger losing a match to Buff Bagwell while he's part of the NWO because he knocked him over the top rope. So it's not gone. It's not gone. Uh, <laughs> they just... They use it whenever they want, and that's yeah. going to be one of the drizzling shits because that's fucking stupid. Uh, mm-hmm. DDP's footlong cigars and getting help from the outsiders to win his match. Again, DDP Nash and Hall is something I want so, so bad. And I know I'm you. never really going to get it. They never give it to you. But they I fit know. so well. They do. They do. They, they really do. do. They really uh. do. The thing is, like, that's the thing. Scott Hall and, you know, DDP really do have a history, like when he was the diamond mm-hmm. stud and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But it was just like, they fit so well together. They never give it to us. And it's just like, ah, oh, we never get that. It's, I feel like partially it's a missed opportunity, but on the other side, it's just like where DDP ends up going is just like, I get it. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, It's just yeah. like, I, w- I would not I wish, trade. I just wish somehow we could have both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to trade uh, DDP and the Outsiders for the New Jersey Triad if I could, but uh, well, that's I would the one not want to lose Canyon and um, Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Bam Bam, you watch Young Rock? I am. Yeah, you see, uh, you see Bam Bam on Young Rock back when he was like the the, the crusher yep. or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yep. it was like like that is Bam Bam Bigelow right there. Look at that. Did you watch the latest episode, the one that aired this week? Yes. So yeah, they With were talking. Haystacks talk- Calhoun in it. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> this will be a month later. So if you didn't see it, spoiler alert. Uh, go catch up on your unless Rock, you but- pay for it on Patreon, and it's like this month. You know. Yeah, true. Uh, but when he when uh, Rocky Johnson after all that shit happened with uh, Saudi and all that, and Bam Bam's like, I don't know if I want to change my name. And he's like, You should trust those guys. You you should listen to them. They know what they're doing. Bam, bam. Yeah. And little fucking uh. 
uh, what the Grandmaster Sexay. Yeah, yeah. When, it, when Brian, he's like, yeah, that was his yep. son, Brian. Like, yeah, we could, you know, be blah, blah, blah. And they were talking about how the tag teams they could be. And I'm like, I was like watching it with the money and it was just like, yo, that's Grandmaster Sexay. <laughs> just like, yeah, okay. I told Kate the same thing. Um, <laughs> Benoit and Mongo putting Jeff in his place. You ain't a horseman, bitch. I know he will be. I, I am familiar with the lineage of the horseman and I know Jeff Jarrett eventually becomes i think one or like uh uh isn't well rick kind of said he's he's in so he's kind of like the not really he's kind of just been like you know kind of like honorary member honorary you know how in the very like far distant future like when disco inferno like kind of associates himself with the wolf pack yes it's like that except if kevin nash actually liked disco Okay. <laughs> like, okay, it's the same thing. Like, he's not really part of it. It's just one of those like, I mean, you are right because they still had four people. Like, who's one of those things? Like during that time, like they still had four horsemen. So it was just like, I, so we talked about this on the episode that I recorded last night, uh, which people he'll hear way before this. But unless you pay for it on Patreon, <laughs> unless you pay for it on Patreon, then you get the fucking Patreon. People's a fucking dollar. So listen to this. Brooke Hogan sat down with one of Diamond Dallas Page's daughters. Okay. And Brooke Hogan asked the question, and I just can't wait to see the look on your face when you hear this question. Brooke asked why there are no unions in wrestling. I mean, the same. Then she Googled it and didn't want to talk about it anymore. I mean, be, it, it's it's her father's fault. That's why. exactly like is what those like, things like. Literally, she's on a show. She's like, "Why don't they have unions in wrestling?" She goes, "I'm gonna look this up." And she looks it up, and she goes, "Oh," and then didn't want to talk about it yeah, anymore. Yeah, we're not yeah. discussing that because anymore. they tried to do it, and because he refused to do it, they all got fucked. Uh, <laughs> which goes back to my next uh, like from this show. The Hogan doll on a noose that somebody in the crowd was carrying that they focused in on. Oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, no, somebody had hung a Hogan toy from a little piece of rope and was dangling it around was the it camera a, by it, the end of you. Was it one of the ones that was the, the, the plushes with the. No, no, no. This was like one of the, the plastic ones, but didn't move. And it was the old Hulkster two in the yellow tights. Okay. Okay. Um, and then last swallow it's called the, the 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 stuff ones that all look like this that were all like in this position. Do you remember? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh the wrestling buddies. Was it wrestling buddies? Okay, okay. I think they were wrestling buddies. All right. So <sighs> drizzling shits. Generic creator wrestler Brad Armstrong. I don't know what it is about Brad Armstrong. I just don't fucking like the guy. I, say, I don't know what you have against. I mean, there's nothing special about him, but there's also nothing that I'm like, I don't like about him. Because they keep putting him on my fucking TV, Travis. They keep giving him matches. Why? There are other people I'd like to see. We're going to talk about Hoovy taking owls the entire week or this entire lead to Halloween Havoc. All Hoovy did was lose. Why couldn't Hoovy get? Yeah, that is kind of fucked up. And he wasn't winning shit. And he's just like, oh, anyway, I need y'all to give him a little bit more respect than that. But yeah. Uh, just in general, general drizzling shit, uh, lack of diamond doll. Where the fuck is Kimberly Page? I don't know. I, I need know. more Kimberly Page on my TV. She'll, I'm sure she'll be back once the Nitro girls appear. 
Uh, Nick Patrick being in force 40 storylines at once. He's in cahoots with DDP and the NWO and all the heels, but he's feuding with Luger, Jericho, and Teddy all at the same time in all sort of different stories. And it's a little much like that's a lot of Nick Patrick for me. True. I think the real thing is just him being an untrustworthy referee. So he just does questionable shits in every match. He's like refereeing. Right. But he's got an actual feud feud with all three guys. Does and, he? Cause I think his only real feud is with Jericho. No, it's with Teddy. Cause Teddy manages well, about 40 different people and Teddy's. Well, that's that why shit. it's really just like, it's Teddy and Jericho. And the, and the thing is, he kind of, you know, and he's suing Luger and he's in Luger's matches with the neck brace because Luger put him in the neck brace. So you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, more Kevin Sullivan, Sherry's mullet and Parker fucking up for Booker costing Booker T that match. Why are you still here? Nobody needs you skinny Colonel Sanders. Why? And then this motherfucker goes, we're going to talk about joins the French Canada's and starts dressing like them and like doing a weird fucked up uh mock canadian gimmick as their manager like get go How away that i don't know i don't there was no real transition there either. he was just all of a sudden with the french canadians i'm not i'm not rocking with sherry's mullet either i love sherry martel but that mullet needs to go like get a wig fix that shit it looks bad uh having to rewatch the piper segment again travis Again, it was, it was long. It was one of those things. Just like, yo, this is very long. Why do they keep doing this? Like, it should have ended pretty quickly, but they kept it going. And we got another fucking. And they had a chance promo. to edit it. Like they could have edited it. Like it's just like, oh. but they spent the whole night. Like this is uncut footage. And I'm like, you should have cut it. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, you definitely should have cut it. Jesus Christ, it went on way too long in Halloween Havoc. It went way too long on Nitro. And Nitro, they cut it off after they said they weren't going to cut it off. And then they did it another week. And gave us the unedited footage. So this is now Sunday, Monday, and then another Monday that I've watched the same long ass fucking thing. And it wasn't that good to rewatch three times. It really wasn't. Seeing Piper was great, but the whole thing, no, it wasn't. No. Uh, and uh, the last bit is the Hogan promo and Hogan calling himself the master. Referring to himself as master. Who's the master? Not Hulk Hogan. Who is I mean, the I know he, master? I know Hulk Hogan's got those racist tendencies and wishes he was somebody's master, but he's not. Show enough. All right. November Did you 11th. you watch The Last Dragon? I know that's like not required viewing for white people, so I don't know yet. I have not, honestly. I'm not huge into kung fu movies. It's not really. A, it's kind of a kung fu movie, but not really a kung fu movie. It's one of those like... It's a black exploitation film, kind of. Right. Yeah, I know. I know that. Um, but it's just like, and and watching it now will do nothing for you. So it's just like it's one of those things which is like I, I'm not even like normally I'd say like you should watch it. I'm not even gonna say you should watch it because it'll do nothing for you. So don't watch it. But it's just one of those things like you know when I throw the quote out there, I'm like, I wonder does he does he even know? No, he really don't know. Okay. No, I, I I've heard it. I knew where it was from. Uh, the I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, the only black exploitation films I've ever watched involve Pam Greer getting naked. So. I mean, that's not a bad choice of film. So, and Shaft. I watched Shaft with uh, Samuel L. Jackson. And I don't know if that counts as black exploitation. There's like 
post that era. But. It was kind of like a remake of Black Exploitation, though. Did so. you see the one, the 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 one with his son? No, I did not. That's a his thing. Like, it's it's one of those movies. Like when I watch, I'm like, oh, that reminds me of like me interacting with Harry. Like I'm watching this, <laughs> like it is just like there's so many that like oh that's that's that is my father right there like that's talking to him right now and it's just like oh oh this is so great like you watch this and Samuel Jackson is my father so many times during that movie <laughs> it's just like wow uh all right November 11th Benoit loses to Jeff Jarrett via DQ uh Malaya Hosaka the who most I'm a important fan of. part of this night. I don't know if you have this in your notes or not, but as of this night, Mean Gene is back. Mean Gene is back, and I'm pretty sure that is in my notes. Uh, Malai Osaka loses to Zero, who is Sonny Ono's uh, prize woman in this tournament that will be in the finals against Medusa. I'm 100% sure of it. That's where they're pushing. I love me some Osaka, though. I don't know what it is about her. She comes out. I'm just, I'm all about Osaka. I kind of wish she had won. Uh, Spider Ray defeats. Cyclops, Cyclope. You saw this dude. They've they the they used multiple names for him, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, think was it was it Heenan or was it uh, Zabisco that was just like, are you sure it wasn't Cyclops? Eh? Say, <laughs> yeah, the uh, it was Zabisco. I think because it's okay. early on in the show. Yeah, okay, yeah, because they do Zabisco for the first hour and Heenan for the second. This was second third match. So, um, Scott Norton loses to Lex the whole Luger. Changing of announcers things well i think i mentioned it before i think wwe should do also because it's just like yeah it's not mixed especially for a three-hour show like raw yeah. exactly exactly uh but yeah no we had spider-man ray mysterio that was kind of cool uh yeah, his gear is pretty dope his gear has always been dope though like it's just, yeah it's been this thing the french canada's lose to harlem heat jericho loses to conan via dq because of nick patrick to continue their story Hoovy loses to Miguel Perez, who's making his debut. Who the fuck is a Miguel Perez? That's what I exactly. said when I this. Why is Hoovy losing to Miguel Perez? And the Faces of Fear defeat the American Males in a tag team match in our main event. All right. So, likes. You already brought it up, Travis. Motherfucking Sting. <laughs> dropping that bitch Jeff Jarrett for running his mouth because yeah Jeff basically when I when I put it in my nose I'm like Sting attack Jarrett in parentheses I'm like shouldn't have been talking shit <laughs> he's like oh that bitch Sting's up in the rafters when he should be down here leading WCW and I'm gonna lead WCW and I'm gonna be the man that Sting can't be and Sting's like oh yeah bitch you're done dropped him yeah yeah uh dude throwing a VHS package at Tony Schiavone and then just playing it off uh like it could have been anything like i loved this whole so we're gonna talk about it but there is a music video that they play that is fucking terrible from roddy piper from like three or four years before this happened so bad like why did you bother doing this like what what is that is supposed to lead to roddy's answer of whether or not he's gonna face hulk hogan but this dude like runs up security guards pulling him off he throws a package with the vhs in it at Tony, Tony's like, dude, what the fuck is this? Who's letting random people like Tony? I give Tony all the credit in the world because his acting is fucking fantastic. And I don't know if it's because he didn't really know what was going on. I'm sorry. Uh, what? Netflix canceled Space Force. No, oh, I wasn't even watching it. So 
I know, but I was. And it's yeah. just like, oh, boo. I'm sorry, y'all. Go ahead. Keep going. I'd like to believe that Tony literally has no idea what's going to happen and he is just reacting. Because even like when we, when we get to the Kevin Nash stuff, like Tony's acting is fucking fantastic. Like, shout out to Tony Schiavone. <laughs> He's a you believe gem. he was 100% just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Malaya Hosaka, Big Swallow. Uh, mean Gene returns to interview DDP, baby. And we got some Hall and Nash history and a proposition. And then DDP is insulted that he was asked to eighth. Like, he's like, okay, I get Hogan. And I, but like, you waited till after six, after Vincent. Like, fuck you guys. And I, I get it, DDP. I was with, I was like, I was with Hall and Nash until like, oh, Vincent. Yeah. Yeah. All the rest of them kind of made sense because they were just like six was their boy from WWE. Like Ted DiBiase was the money. Like it was one of those things like that all made sense. But putting him after Vince, it was just like, ooh. Yeah, no, that, that's a kick in the balls. Though Vincent and DiBiase do kind of run together and DiBiase's funding the operation. So like you can you can throw an argument in there. You could. Yeah. You could. But at the same time, just like as DDP, that's the that's the line that I draw for him is there. And my favorite part about this, well, actually, the, the giant really- too, is like I mean, he's the fucking giant, bro. Like, yeah, he's big as fuck. My favorite part about all this though was Kevin Nash throwing in that line about him and Eric Bischoff and their friendship, mm-hmm. because not only did that foreshadow what was coming, which I didn't think came till much later. By the way, I didn't realize it was going to be this early. Not only did it foreshadow that that turn that we're going to get here very soon, but it was truth because you listen to Eric Bischoff talking. Eric Bischoff says one of the reasons why he didn't push DDP is because he was worried that people were going to think because they were neighbors and friends yeah. that it was nepotism. So he kept DDP down for yeah. a very long time. So there was, when you give me real shit, when yeah. you hit me with yeah. some truth and I know it's some truth, I'm like, mm, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's one of those what- things that's so much better in hindsight yeah that's one of those things that wcw did very well they used to throw shit in like that all the time and it was just like mm-hmm. ooh, it, you only know if you know <laughs> it's yep. just like ah uh then also dean malenko ultimo dragon like, i'm sorry it's, it's kind of like what Shawn michaels trying to do when he first started the dx stuff like saying like the sunny days comments and all that kind of stuff but anyway going yeah. back he WCW did it first, though. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Dean Malenko, Ultimo Dragon, scoping out psychosis and Ciclope. Uh, I, I put this in here, and I'm not going to be able to deliver it. I really want to, like, hype Ciclope up like he's El Dandy. I've got it. Uh, literally, in my notes, I've got, he's a great wrestler. I don't know if you'll ever see him again, though. Yeah, probably. Well, no, he was in uh, he was in World War Three. I mean, after what we just, after everything we saw this month. I barely could notice because of the production. But, yeah, no, he was in World War Three, and that's why I didn't like it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, and last but not least, nasty boys being kept out of the building. I don't know if they're not actually with WCW at this point. If they got fired, if some shit happened, that's the way they made it seem. Who the fuck knows? But the fact that they kicked <laughs> them out of the building and wouldn't let them in made me happy as fuck. Like, I was well, like, this is yeah. great. It's one of those things like this doesn't make any sense. I don't know why. Because it's like they're still technically employees of WCW. Like, they tried to join the NWO and got their asses. They didn't like dissolve their WCW contracts. Like, so. And it shouldn't matter. They came in and attacked two tag teams. Cause like, who gives a fuck? It's wrestling. Like that shouldn't keep them out of the building. 
other wrestlers have done much worse and have still been allowed in the building. So, uh, drizzling shits, Ric Flair's rehab vignette with from the doctor. What the fuck was that? The music was terrible. Here's the thing though, I don't know Dr. Andrews personally, but I have like a second degree connection to Dr. Andrews. My mother used to work with Dr. Andrews. Okay, that Dr. Andrews, yeah, really, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. He was, um, well, he was in Pensacola. I don't know what he's doing now because he doesn't work there anymore because, um, like they let go a lot of people during COVID and stuff. But, like, um, but yeah, she used to work with Dr. Andrews. And it was one of those things that was cool because it used to give me kind of a leg up in fantasy football because it was yeah. just like, you know, I kind of knew what was happening with people with their injuries and all that kind of stuff because a lot of football players went to him for like knee injuries and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was just like, so what, what, what the doc say? Oh, he got three weeks. They're, talk, they're speculating about one or two. Like, oh, he's going to be gone a little bit longer. I'm going to trade him now. Like, he's just, mm-hmm. just like. Straight up insider trading and shit. Oh, yeah. Fantasy football. 100% cheating on my part. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, I'm giving it shit. It was the 90s. This was a very 90s thing. And in 2022. Very 90s background music, by the way. But too. yeah, no, it was very 90s. In the 90s, I'm sure played much better. Uh Tony Schiavone having to reassure Larry that Zero was a woman because Larry Zabisco was not convinced that Zero was a woman and would not yeah. let that shit go. Not at all. And it kept happening. He's just like, this is one of those things I expect from Bobby Heenan. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And Bobby Heenan kind of let me down this month. Like, he didn't really give me a good one. Uh, X-Pac. Just the way he walks. I don't know why. I, I'm watching this man walk. He's got his knees out and his hands up, and he walks like this everywhere he goes. And it was bugging the shit out of me. I'm like, I think it bothers you normal. the most because he has shaved off all his facial hair. That might be. I feel like you'd feel better about everything he does if he still had his facial hair. Because that was Maybe. what was bothering me about six <laughs> this time is his lack of facial. Hair. I'm like, you walk like a fucking idiot. Like your hands are always in the air and your knees are always out, and you're like fucking crab walking everywhere. Like, what are you doing? Just walk normal. We don't know if he's capable. Also, the NWO just plugging things and not doing anything. We talked about that. Um, Miguel Perez. Harry as fuck. Like, A, he beat Hoovy. B, Jesus fucking Christ, are you half werewolf? Like, I thought Prince Albert was Harry, but this man, holy shit. Yeah. Like, they should have called him the Yeti. It was excessive. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those like, dude, do you own any form of clippers or anything? Like anything. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh everything Lex Luger babyface. I hate Lex Luger as a babyface. I don't believe in Lex Luger. This man is not trustworthy. You have given me months and months and months of telling me why I cannot trust Lex Luger. And now I'm supposed to believe he is the savior of WCW. Because <laughs> they ain't Get got nobody else. <laughs> well, you got Ric Flair. Well, I guess Rick, he's hurt. Ric Flair's injured. <laughs> Who else you going to believe in? Jeff Jarrett? Rage and chaos, baby. Put them at the forefront of this. Sure, sure. Scott Norton. Ice train. For now. Where's Scott, uh, Scott Norton is not long for being with WCW. So Where's uh, Pitbull Pittman, man? Like, where's where's the Pitbull? He can't talk either. Like, he's, <laughs> he got Teddy to talk for him, but Teddy's busy. So where the fuck was Glacier? Glacier did not, he just debuted before the last pay-per-view and this entire month, no Glacier. Well, 
once Goldberg arrives, you'll get plenty of Glacier because Goldberg's going to beat the shit out of Glacier multiple times. <laughs> like, there's so many times when I see Glacier versus <laughs> Goldberg, just remember Goldberg beating Glacier over and over again. Uh, also, Jimmy Hart trying to shoehorn the Dungeon of Doom into a title match that they did not earn or deserve to be in. Because they're, I, don't get me wrong. I love Meng. I love the Faces of Fear. But you're part of the fucking Dungeon of Doom. Just like everything else associated with Matt Riddle, you are guilty by association, <laughs> and I'm shitting on you. All right, everything you are, except Randy Orton. No, I'm shitting on Randy Orton too. No. He let that bitch steal his entire move set. No, 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 yeah, we are. This is the era where we're giving giving Randy Orton his flowers, and I will continue to do so. I will not just sit by while you slander the RKO man. God awful Piper music video. <laughs> drizzling shits what the fuck was oh, yeah, that? that that was bad that was bad and another trash hogan promo on top of it it's a hogan promo what you gotta and the whole the whole time they're like oh well eric bischoff couldn't be here this week because he's out trying to go talk to roddy piper and then eric bischoff's like oh yeah i'm calling in and roddy piper's lawyers won't talk to me but it sounds like roddy wants to do this and i don't know what's going on and blah, blah, blah. it's all it's all building and <laughs> By the end of it, the payoff is worth it, and it's great when you find out what's going on. But while you're watching it, it's annoying as fuck. Mm -hmm. And I think it was supposed to be. That's the thing. I think it was on purpose. It was supposed to be like, it doesn't make any sense. Why can't you just don't? Yeah, yeah. And then you see, this is why. Yeah. All right. Nitro before World War III. Uh, Hoobie defeats LaParca in LaParca's debut. So Hoobie does get the win there. Uh, Dean loses to Ultimo eight belts via overtop rope DQ. American males lose to the French Canada's. Hugh Morris defeats Lex Luger. Uh, that doesn't sound right, but I wrote it in my notes, so we're gonna go with it. Uh, Jericho defeats it Johnny Grunge. Uh, Jeff defeats beautiful Bobby Eaton, who, by the way, is now country and no longer British just because he was the Earl Robert Eaton. Mm -hmm. And now he's not, mm -hmm. and apparently has faster than any American in U.S. history converted from a red coat to a blue-blooded American. Yep. Don't overthink it. It just happened. <sighs> okay. Okay, Travis. Uh, Jim Powers loses to Big Boss Man, and Benoit defeats Guerrero that again. That was not the Big Boss Man. That was Big Bubble. That was the Big Boss Man. That was big bubble. Are you saying just because he hasn't passed uh, police school, he is not considered big boss man? I mean, he's I haven't seen a nightstick in his hand. Fair enough. Chris Benoit defeats uh, Eddie Grail. Uh, likes. I love the cold open with the outsiders wrecking uh, high voltage, public mm -hmm. enemy, threatening commentary, and the faces of fear, and then the backstage brawl between the barbarian mang and then the outsiders where that they like brawled out of the arena. Yeah. That was nice. I enjoyed that door and everything. And it was one of those things where just like, it wasn't one just beating the shit out of the other. It was like, they went back and forth and it was good. And they went to commentary to threaten them. And then this also led to my next like, which was Tony legit being upset with Larry Zabisco for being a chicken shit. Again, Tony Schiavone's acting, selling, whatever you want to call it, where Kevin Nash grabbed him and he basically pissed himself. And he's like, you didn't do anything. You're a wrestler. You used to, you know, you used don't have my back. I, yeah. And he's like, I'm, and then Tony said, fuck it out. He's like, I don't need this shit. I got a wife and kids. I'm out. Done. Peace. Gone. Great shit. 
GDP and the NWO. We're like looking at if I'm Larry Zabisco, like you want me to fight both these dudes? Like then we both get our asses kicked. Like what? Really? I mean, he wrestled Bruno Sammancino. I feel like he could take Colin Nash. Yeah, a very long time ago. <sighs> yeah, he's an OG badass. Come on now. I mean, he eventually fights Scott Hall, but yeah, that's a whole different thing. And it's like over uh, a year from this date. <laughs> doesn't he become like the commissioner of WCW or some shit like that? No, that was um, Roddy. I thought he was too. And I thought that's why he had an issue with Hall. Or he no. was doing something for WCW. No, he had this whole thing when he was going back and forth. There was just like some commentary stuff. And then Hall was like, yo, you can't beat me. You can't even beat EZE. So he had to beat Eric Bischoff first before he got a match with Scott Hall. He beat a black belt? Holy shit. I didn't say he won. I just said he had to beat him. <laughs> uh, DDP and NWO dropping hints about what we're going to talk about at. World War Three. We'll get into it. Uh, woman dressing like Zantana from DC. I did see that. You notice that? Like that's that's her aesthetic now. She's basically Zantana. Whatever. Uh, Do something. Just don't talk. Yeah. Piper letting Bischoff apologize for being a bitch before showing up. That was good. Piper quoting LL Cool J and exposing Bischoff. Before the NWO comes down and takes control of the segment. What did he say to quote LL Cool J? I didn't write it down, but at the very beginning of the promo, he's like, to quote my man LL Cool J, and then it wasn't Mama Said Knock You Out. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I know it wasn't that. He quoted a line from LL Cool J, and I'm like, oh, that's fucking awesome. I love I I don't even remember what he said. When you said that, I remember him saying that, but he's like, oh, okay. So if you guys didn't watch along and you're kind of like, what the fuck are we talking about? Eric Bischoff has been pretending this entire time that he has been talking to Roddy Piper to set up this match between Roddy and Hogan and that Roddy Piper is lawyers and people have been ducking and dodging him. And that's why they haven't got the match signed. And that's why they haven't got the match signed. And Piper finally came out and said, you haven't talked to shit. You haven't done shit. You haven't tried at all. You never came out. You're full of shit. And we finally find out who everyone is working for, brother. And Eric Bischoff is working for the NWO. It is that grand Eric Bischoff reveal that you've seen in all the documentaries and all of the WCW and NWO things happens right here before World War III, 1996. Um, And then Piper fighting the cops to get to Hogan because fuck Hulk Hogan. And anything like I, I don't know what it is about wrestling, but anytime like a single wrestler is held back by multiple cops, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Becky Lynch, Roddy Piper, it does it for me. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those things that I watch and like it kind of like you watching like he should have got his ass whooped a lot more thoroughly than he did. But like the cops showed up, so it was like I guess the NW was kind of like we won't do this while cops are present, kind of thing. Because it's just like yeah. they could have really fucked him up and they didn't, and it's just like. What's up with that? Uh, actually, I think LaParka won that match because my first drizzling shit is a LaParka's giant man thong and Hoovy taking L's because Hoovy just took a shit ton of L's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, commentary calling him both Ultimo and Ultimate Dragon. 
Well, because when he comes out, like it says Ultimate Dragon on his nameplate, but the thing is at the same time, it's like he's also, we all know he's Ultimo Dragon. Like it depends on where he's at is what is this Ultimate or Ultimo. I think it's yeah, one but- of those things where like it was 1996 where they thought Americans couldn't comprehend Ultimo, Ultimo? meaning Ultimate, you know? So it's just like... Dude, the fact that this man has eight cruiserweight champion, junior heavyweight, like Ultimo eight belts, bro. Ultimo Yo. fucking eight belts. And he'll get two Fun more. Fact. I know he's... Fun fact about this, one of those belts. Do you know what one of those belts is? No. Used to be the WWF light heavyweight belt. Really? Yeah. It was like one of those things. I guess something like it, it went over to Japan. So Japan had it, but he wanted it in Japan, but it used to be the WWF light heavyweight belt. Really? Yeah. Fun thing I learned like a year ago listening to um 83 Weeks. <laughs> Because I tweeted out something about this, and someone told me this year he will become Ultimo 10 belts. Motherfucking Ultimo 10. Dragon is the fucking, like, cruiserweight goat, bro. Like, How is know? he not your favorite cruiserweight? Because Hoovy exists. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> He's literally fucking Dragon, Travis. Yeah, I know, you are the Dragon. I know. Like, on paper, he should be my favorite, but, like, Hoovy is just, like, so great to me. Ultimo is a very close number two for me. But like okay. it's it, but but Hoovy is still my favorite. But yeah, I, I fucking love Ultimo Dragon and his match at World War Three is one of the reasons why because it's fucking fantastic. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, drizzling shit, using the over the top rope DQ in the cruiserweight title match, but not honoring it in the weeks prior to this match happening when people went over the top rope. What the fuck? Literally, you were about to have a sixty man over the top rope battle royal. In a company where over the top rope means DQ, that's what makes it so special. No, that's the only time so fucking stupid. It's the only time over the top rope is okay. Uh, this time, time giving, if you knock somebody over the top rope, it's a good thing. <laughs> at, after Luger's match, Sting t- came down, got in his face, and handed Luger a bat, and that's drizzling shits because he should have hit him right across the fucking head with it. Should have just cracked Luger's skull open. What are you doing, Sting? Drop everyone, everyone. I don't give. He was never a good friend. You you could go back and watch the tapes. Luger sucked. He didn't treat you right. He wasn't loyal to you. Drop him too. Uh, the fact that the ref just let Johnny Grunge go out, grab a table, and set it up in the middle of a regular match without like trying to take the table down or stop him just allowed that shit to happen. And then Johnny Grunge put himself through the table like an idiot. Uh oh. The fact that we're hearing break the walls down on WCW when Jericho comes out. Yeah, because that at this point, his music changed and they don't have the rights to that music. So they have to use. I, I know why it just it's I don't like hearing WWF themes uh, when I'm watching WCW. I want to hear the original audio. It would be yeah, nice to have the original I mean, audio. That's not WCW's fault, though. Like, it's not. It's still a, it's still a drizzling shit for me. Um hogan's i have a tiny dick so i need affirmation promo because it sucked uh teddy apologizing for getting chris jericho into a one-arm match against nick patrick which mind you again all of this stuff between nick patrick teddy long teddy's like jericho could beat you with one arm tied behind his back and then they get the match and now teddy's like i'm sorry I, maybe maybe I pushed a little too far. I don't know if you could beat Nick Patrick with one arm. Like, who couldn't? I could beat Nick Patrick with one arm tied behind my back. Who the fuck is Nick Patrick? Like, why would you apologize and think Jericho couldn't take this man? 
I mean, because you got one arm tied behind your back, you know? It's a thing, you know? Like, I could I don't... beat Nick Patrick with both my arms tied behind my back. Like, fuck Nick Patrick. Set the match up, Travis. Me versus Nick Patrick with both my arms tied behind my back. I'll still fuck him up. I'll make the call. Uh, I know a guy. He's not a helpful uh, guy, so but I know him. We already talked about Bobby Eaton being a redneck and not an Earl anymore, and they just ignored the fact that this change happened and didn't talk about it. Yeah, don't overthink it. And again, another drizzling shit. Flair coming out and treating Jeff Jarrett like he is the second coming of fucking Ric Flair and endorsing this douchebag. The bag of the dish. Yeah. 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 All right. World War Three. Ready? I'm ready. Ray loses to Ultima Weight Belts. Jericho defeats Nick Patrick. The Giant defeats Jeff Jarrett. The French Canadas lose to Harlem Heat. Malenko defeats Psychosis to retain his cruiserweight title. There was another yep. match after the after after the after Harlem Heat beat the Canadians. It wasn't much of a match, but it was a match. Five minutes. It's in the spits and swallows. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. And it was not a match because that was not the stipulation. The stipulation was not where you're going to have a match. But I'll get into it. Don't get me riled up before we get there. Damn it. It's one of my favorite things to do, though. <laughs> Outsiders defeat the Nasty Boys in the faces of fear to retain the tag team titles. And something that I knew happened, I wasn't aware it was this World War III, but I know that it leads to the eventual departure of the Giant from the NWO. The Giant wins World War III and a title shot against Hulk Hogan that Hulk Hogan is going to not fucking give him. <laughs> I do know some WCW stuff. You know some. I mean, I know if, some honestly, if you were Hogan, would you fight the Giant? <laughs> All right. So, uh, Swallows, former Battle Bowl champion, DDP's promo because he should have fucking won World War Three. DDP is a star already, and I don't know why that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Sting again dropping Jeff Jarrett to give the Giant the win in his match. Giant would have got that win anyway, but sure. Yeah. Anytime Sting comes down and whoops on Jeff Jarrett, it is a swallow. It is a like. I get it. Uh, the Piper contract signing. The whole, I mean, this I've seen. I've seen it on Piper's documentaries and everything where he's like, show him the hip. And you see the hip surgery scar, which, yeah, okay, he had hip surgery. I don't understand why that's such a big deal. Also, is it like, was it not healed? Because well, the, the whole thing was to make it feel like Piper's been away for a long time. He's old and decrepit and can't really fight no more kind of thing. It's really just to make him feel like he has no chance against Hogan. I was going to say, normally when someone has a hip replacement, their hip is better than it was before. So hitting it with a chair really shouldn't hurt them more than it would have if you had hit them before the hip surgery. You have more logic than most people who are watching at this time. There, Most people watching were like between like, you know, 18 to 25-ish kind of thing. And then their heads like, oh, he had surgery, so it's weaker now. And, you know, it, it worked yeah. for the story, you know. But, no, I enjoyed the promo. I enjoyed, you know, Piper being Piper. I enjoyed this. seeing this angle in context and not out of context in a documentary. Yeah, same here. It was one of those things when I'm watching, I'm just like, I remember this happening, but in my head when I when it started, I'm like, oh, I'm not looking for because I felt like it was going to be another one of those things where it went longer than it should have, but it, it didn't. didn't. It did not. And it was just yeah. the whole thing with Bischoff coming out first and the whole thing, and then Hogan comes out later and he's got the outsiders with him when he comes out and it's just like, oh, this is this is good. And Hogan got hit in the face with trash and I loved it. He got 
fucking rocked with a oh yeah this was, back, of this was back when they were letting people just throw shit and it was just like oh i remember these days <laughs> so this is a swallow and a drizzling shit sherry whooping colonel parker's ass in the five minutes she got alone with colonel parker after harlem heat won swallow the fact that she tried to pin him when it's not a fucking match and that wasn't the stipulation drizzling shits because why is the ref counting three literally it just said if we win you get five minutes alone with colonel parker to do whatever the fuck you want to do that is not a match that is not no you get five minutes you just said it five minutes in the ring do whatever you want to do but what she wanted to do was win a match at that point <laughs> so <laughs> She didn't get uh, the one, two, three, so, you know. Hey. No, he kicked out. Um, also, Dusty during that match was fucking hilarious. Like, he's just seemed so baffled by the fact that she did a clothesline. <laughs> she clotheslined him. She clotheslined him. Like, you know how are you case- so thrown off by a clothesline, Dusty? Because this is back then when they didn't think women could wrestle, even though they did acknowledge that Sherry used to be a very good women's wrestler. They did give her that credit. And they just had Medusa wrestling like three days ago. I was going to say, mind ago, you, they're six. running a women's tournament and also bashing women as wrestlers. So yeah. that, that's the whole thing. But you have a segment that you normally do called shit. Bobby Heenan said, mm-hmm. I've got something that Bobby and Dusty said during this pay-per-view that I absolutely loved. And I don't know why. Bobby called Malenko's pin a sunset flip after dark because he didn't know what to call it. And Dusty goes, I'll take the next slow-mo because Tanae told me what that's called. Because we all know <laughs> Mike Tanae is the only one that knows what the fucking moves are called. So Dusty's like, Mike Tanae already told me what it is. I got yeah, the next one. Mike yeah. Tanae knows what he's talking about, unlike yeah. the two of us. <laughs> that was great to me, and I don't know why. And then uh, I get it. In, in the tag team title match, they tagged in Nash and Hall and pre-finger poke of doom, we saw Kevin Nash lay down to be pinned by Scott Hall, yeah. which would have won the match. Yeah, people were anyway. pissed about that, though. <laughs> also, like, they did that, and then later on, you know, um, fucking um, Michaels and Triple H did the same shit, and the finger poke of doom happened, but only the finger poke of doom is the fucking problem. Okay. Like... <sighs> Don't get me started on the finger poke of doom and how stupid people are about that shit. We'll get there. Hopefully we will get there eventually. And then eventually. I really enjoyed that though, because they're like, oh my God, they're going to fight. They're going to fight the whole time. I'm like, they're not going to fucking fight. Like, why would they fight? And then they brought up, well, if Hall pins Nash or Nash pins Hall, they still win. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. And Kevin laid down and I'm like, that is some Kevin Nash shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that exactly. is the most Kevin Nash shit I have ever seen in my life. Oh, great. Laying down with a smile, like, pin me quick. Let's go. Let's get this over with. I don't want to be here to wrestle anyway. And the rest of them quickly realized, oh, shit. No. Yeah, we fucked up. <laughs> yep, we fucked up. Uh, all right, Spitz. Jericho and Nick, Nick Patrick went way too long. There's no reason that that match should have gone as long as it did. That took fucking forever for Jericho to beat Nick Patrick. Wait, you not swallowing Ultimo Dragon versus Rey Mysterio? Uh, I mean, I am. It was a damn good match. I did not put that specifically in my swallows. So what I did when I did this was I tried to focus the swallows on things that weren't match specific. Okay. After okay. after the first one to kind of get the context of what's going in and talk about the I meteor stuff and what we liked and didn't like. 
But no, it was it was a damn good fucking match. Like I was they, about they to say, it. like fuck, like if, if you go watch one match from World War Three, that's the match you should go. Watch. It is like, oh my fucking god! You know all you fucking AEW shills out there, like oh they're great. They do all this great. Like watch this. This is what they should do because yeah. they have those hot spots, but it's not just those hot spots. They still had a fucking match. And yep. it's just like, oh my God. Like, I fucking loved it. So, like, I'm watching it again. I'm like, they shouldn't be this good. <laughs> it's just like, fuck. Uh, so, Jericho and Nick Patrick going way too fucking long. That match did not need to be as long as it was. I don't know. They had to fill time or whatever. I would have rather given Sherry 10 minutes and cut five minutes off that fucking match. Yeah. yeah. You're right, because yeah, uh, and this one thing is like they try to talk about like Nick Patrick wrestled for a little while, so like get the know, fuck out justify of here. him trying to do some offense and all. It should have been a beat down. It should have been yeah. Jericho beating him down, and that's over with, and give yeah. Sherry more time. You're absolutely right. He's also in a fucking neck brace, so let's let's not forget that his his neck is injured. Yeah, yeah, but we all know it's not real. That's the whole that yeah. was the whole thing behind it. So, which is why I'm okay with doing quote tweets. Yeah, because yeah. we or quote fingers, because we all know. It's not real. You don't like finger quotes. I know. I yeah. Know. Uh, Flair promo endorsing Jeff Jarrett because anytime Flair endorses Jeff Jarrett, it's drizzling shit because fuck Jeff Jarrett. Like, and I don't have a problem with the guy. It's just Jeff Jarrett has never seemed like the main eventer to me that he is in his own mind or that he made himself in TNA or that WCW made him. And he is walking around like he is the cock of the walk. That Vince Russo made him. Sorry. Vince Russo made him in WCW. Yes, that is correct. Uh, also, he like, must, uh, he I, must I give just, good head. I'll, I'll also, you know, go with you on the on the swallow though of Sting dropping him because fuck Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why is Elizabeth still with the NWO after everything that happened? And why are we not talking about that? I was gonna bring this up because it's just like she doesn't seem too bothered about being with the NWO now. She was, she did the whole. She was the full on Miss Elizabeth when she walked out. North this time, it was one of the she got used to Hogan's tiny dick. Like she, that's she, all I can think of. I think in my head, in my head, canon. I was just like, oh, it seems to me that she's just like, you know what? I'm here now. I might as well accept it and embrace it. And that's what happened. <laughs> What is uh? What is the what is the syndrome where like you start to fall in love with your kidnappers? Is it Stockholm? Yeah, Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, yeah. Maybe she's got Stockholm syndrome. You know, you get enough of that tiny little Hogan dick and kind of erases memories. That's why Linda was with him for so long before she found real man. Uh, Hogan ruining a fun moment with insults like peg leg Pete because Hogan was the worst part of the contract signing with the dumb shit that he said. I mean, I'm not going to argue with you about that. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that Hogan has good promos. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we've covered that, and we will continue to cover that in length. Uh, why is Sherry and Parker a match? Why did they count a pin? We talked about that already. Because it was fun. Okay, Matt? It was just fun. I need you to just embrace the fun of it. Lex Luger in the general. The fact that was... Sherry Martell almost pinned Colonel Parker is fun. Accept it. Lex Luger in general existing in World War Three, and then making the big deal about him that they did and the whole like him trying to get somebody. the him trying first off he tried I, I don't remember who it was but there was somebody he tried to get up in the rack oh it was uh, Hugh Giant. Morris he tried to no it was Hugh Morris because Hugh so he did defeat Hugh Morris because he tried to get Hugh Morris up and they rang the bell and like Hugh Morris tapped before he even got the torture rack on and then he was like what the fuck? And he's walking around like, what, what, what happened? I didn't even lock him in it. And he tapped out. 
and then he struggled to get the giant up. Uh, which struggled is to my get the biggest... giant up, and then tried to get Nash up, but ended up fucking him over too. And it was yeah, yeah. Uh, we already talked about Malenko using the tombstone as a spit for me. Uh, I, I will die on the hill that no one should use the tombstone outside of the Undertaker and Kane, and there's a reason for that. I don't, I, I don't want to see it. What if back in the day? What if Mordecai did it? No, I mean, if he did it on the Undertaker in a match, like that, I'm okay with. If you use it on the Undertaker in a match, like you're trading finishers, that's okay. But using it as just a regular move in your move set. You're not going for a pin after it to win a match. You're just throwing a fucking tombstone out there like it's a DDT. Fuck you, young bucks. Fuck you. <laughs> anyway, and then my last spit, which Travis is very curious about, World War Three, because it was hard to fucking watch or pay attention to. You had three tiny little fucking screens with one angle that was terrible and you couldn't see shit and you've got all these different people talking about things that are going in different rings they didn't have the rings numbered or anything so i didn't know which ring was which ring or who was where what the fuck was going on i was confused the entire time and it took me <laughs> out of it so confused i hit my mic knocked that almost over like it was just such a beautiful me, mess just give me a fucking royal rumble with 60 dudes I don't need three rings. I don't need all this bullshit. You I can't be able put to watch 60 dudes in one ring. Well, that's why it's a Royal Rumble. You never actually get 30 guys in the ring, Travis. That's the problem. This is what makes World War Three different. They said, no, we're not going to just do the Rumble. We're going to have all these motherfuckers in the ring at the same damn time. But they got what three makes rings. Stupid. So that's why there's 20 in each ring and not 30. So it's like it's less and we can just have them just go out and do shit. And we really ain't got to like really call a match because it's not a match. People like throwing punches and shit until somebody gets thrown out. I actually, honestly, I'd like them to do the setup that they have for war games with the back to back rings and then just do two rings of 30 guys and then just film it normal. That could be interesting. That would have been cool. But this three ring shit with the three tiny but- little screens. But sucked. And imagine watching it back in the 90s with the fucking clarity of 90s TV on the (laughs) the tube TV. But if you didn't have the 60 people, you know, you wouldn't have gotten, you know, to see the likes of Buckhouse Buck, you know, Bunkhouse Buck, Ciclope. Yeah. You wouldn't have gotten to see these great ones, you know? Oh, I'm so glad. I'm yes. so glad you got to see Buckhouse Buck. Yay. <laughs> but yeah, and also I'll say this kind of match was won finally, like in all the ones I've seen, by the kind of person who should have won this fucking match, the fucking giant. Like it's just like the giant no, is DDP who should have won this match. I mean, if you look at the people participating, not story-wise and all what you could have gotten from it. I'm talking the biggest dude in this match is supposed to win this kind of match. <sighs> Fine. I'll they, always, they always make such a big deal, like, how are you going to get this dude out of the ring? Blah, blah, blah. And that dude always loses, except for here when the fucking giant won it. because Control your narratives. Braun Strowman won the greatest Royal Rumble ever. He's still got that title belt. Where did that take place? Saudi Arabia. It doesn't count. All right, Travis. Uh, Overall, I think this is my favorite month of wrestling with WCW. You made me watch. A lot of that is attributed. Well, a lot of that is attributed to the Roddy Piper story and Eric Bischoff joining the NWO. 
Uh, and then we had some really good matches. Ultimo eight belts being there. Uh, real women's wrestling, like real women's wrestling in 1996, which you're not seeing on the other channel uh, over in WWF. Uh, Medusa tearing it down with people. Uh, I enjoyed the shit out of that too. So yeah, overall, overall, I'll give I'll give World War Three's month of wrestling a swallow despite all of the and we barely got like we got kevin sullivan for two seconds maybe three of the four shows so like big plus dungeon of doom is dying slowly very slowly and it's the thing because because he was barely in it here is why i thought he was gone already because he's just like i don't i didn't remember this and now i'm like oh that did happen oh very very slowly this is the slowest death ever but it it is happening and i can't wait for it to be done uh how'd you like the new format how, how are you feeling it felt pretty good i'm, I'm i don't hate it i don't hate it okay. so it's like yeah we can yeah like i said i got another idea of what we do next month we can try that too and then we'll see what yep. we like better yeah all right well uh you want to plug creation world everything you got going on uh next month is starcade it is hogan versus piper uh spoiler hogan wins because he's fucking hogan and that's not gonna work for me brother uh yeah and i feel like that's gonna happen for a very 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 long time so i'm ready to just watch hogan win for no fucking reason over and over and over again well you gotta think it's the nwo story is them like pounding on wcw for a while until their hero comes you know it's it's kind of how it works ddp your hero ddp no the other one oh because i can't wait to get to jay leno ddp carl malone ddp that's 98 bro oh damn it oh speaking of real quick side note before you plug your shit so we were i was listening to smacked raw they did a stream about wrestling video games do you remember wcw thunder the video game on the playstation yeah it you remember like, all it the was, wack- it was like nitro but it was the newer one yeah yeah but do you remember all like the wacky arenas and characters that they had in that game yeah where you like wrestles a praying mantis or you could like yeah. wrestle in space you had you had to put like codes in for it all but yeah yeah uh-huh okay yeah i remember that shit i definitely do <laughs> I feel like that needs to come back. That kind of shit? Yeah, just ra- yeah, that yeah, yeah. I'm Random watching. fun stupid shit. Big head mode and all that fun shit. Yeah. Though I think t- 2K20 had big head mode but no one played it cuz it sucked. Well, 2K20 was trash, yeah. yeah. It just it, like the game didn't work. Like it was one of those like, you know, any any kind of fun feature you may have had didn't matter because your fucking game did also, I have not done much on 2K22 after I made myself because I got locked into Final Fantasy or Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origins. Oh, really? Which I just beat. Yeah. You beat it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not into so. punishing myself like that, so. Oh, I love me some Final Fantasy. I play it all the day. I mean, I love Final Fantasy, but games like that that are just, like, crushingly difficult for no reason don't do it for me. So. You know, if you if you play the story, it's not that bad. <laughs> but I will say the difficulty jumping from story to casual is immensely different interesting so i might check it out on story then okay yeah um anyway i just don't have the time to get good at games anymore so it's just yeah, like no. i, I lug a little bit of difficulty a little bit of a challenge i'm cool with that but it's just like things that are like super difficult that i have to like take time to keep playing and get good at. i just don't have the time for it no you don't have to do that and i think you'll enjoy this because they've got a lot of different classes you unlock like literally any class like you there's a samurai class and a ninja class and then Literally from swords and shields to giant swords. There's a katana that you can use that has special moves and all sorts of shit. My favorite, I think, was uh, 
the gloves. They've got clawed gloves and like boxing gloves. Hmm. The getting in there and fighting and punching. I think that was my favorite thing to do. But anyway, this isn't a Final Fantasy podcast. It's a wrestling podcast. We can do is, one. You want to do a Final Fantasy one. podcast, dude? I I don't, I don't know spend, when we'll do it or when we'll have time to do it. But like, I kind of want to do a Final Fantasy podcast now. You, me, and John sit down. We could spend five episodes just talking about Final Fantasy Ten because I have played that on every system I've owned. Sir, sir, I actually just started replaying it. So, yeah. dude, I, I love just so I much. just beat that dragon on the airship. So, it's just, yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, plug like creation I, world. And it's funny because going dish. back to it, like, oh, I'm like finally figuring out how to use like Rico's overdrive to actually mix stuff properly and get the things that I want instead of just randomly yeah. mixing stuff like I did when I was like whenever it first came out. So, it's just, yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, creation world stuff. Um, yeah, super flashy air of tomorrow every week still um in addition to this on patreon we got multiverse um when this one's on patreon we also just did justice league war so you know that's happening at the same time um if you're watching this on youtube because you don't want to give us a dollar fine i don't like you that much but fine um shout out to mike willis by the way who's been holding us down on (laughs) patreon and the facebook group yeah, shout out to Mike Willis, definitely. Um, and everybody else that does, you know, contribute to the Patreon with it, you know, just with the dollar at least, you know, you, y'all, are, y'all are great. I do really appreciate you. Like, no bullshit. Um, is there an update on merch? Are you getting a new merch store or should I just post shit on Teespring? You can still post the Teespring stuff for now. I, I'm, I am working on the merch stuff. It's just like, it's getting merchandise deals lined up with people is is more difficult than i thought it's just like percentage wise and all that kind of stuff and getting contracts and all that worked out is more difficult but i want to work with actual people and not just an entity you know so it's i'm working on it do you think we'd be able to on we'd probably have to censor it i'm assuming on teespring if we wanted to put out a pornhub poppy t-shirt probably i don't know that i can put porn on there right we'd have to censor it um which is or why ph poppy maybe that would probably work um okay. but i that's part of the reason why i want to work with an actual person like an actual you know work with actual people then we can do whatever the fuck we want we can just put the merch on the website and not have to go through teespring so um i'm working on it it's it's just difficult to get done because vince wants a porn up poppy t-shirt and i think that actually might sell pretty well so i'll have him work up a logo for that and i'll put that up there and see if we can get it out I know, I know Katie and Vince will at least buy one because they both think they're the porn up poppy. There we go. Two shirts. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, Donnie Death the Dark coming soon. We'll, I'm, I promise you we are still doing that. Um, it'll be fun. A lot of fun things coming with that. Yes, Matt has been waiting to use this thing for a long time. And I'm going to give him that opportunity, I promise. Um See what's coming for the future because there are going to be some changes with Creation World. We're, we're moving some things around, revamping, re, re-energizing the brand. It's going to be fun. Hashtag them Thrones possibly coming back because I heard that they're making a new show. Oh, yeah. There is another Game of Thrones spinoff coming this summer. I believe it's in August that it comes out. So, yeah, there will be a return of hashtag them Thrones because I can't imagine Mara and John not wanting to do it. So we'll do that. But, yeah. All right. And you can follow him at Lord Cussalot. That's Lord underscore Cussalot on Twitter and Instagram. C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. Also, C-U-S-S-A-L-O-T-T. 
Also, creationworld.com, where you guys can find everything, profiles about us, all of the shows that we offer, back catalog, Patreon, YouTube, Pornhub, all of that fun shit is there. Linktree slash Creation World will get you the merch store if you don't go to creationworld.com, which is it's also there. Uh, YouTube link, Pornhub link. Uh, for this podcast and the Smack and Raw podcast on audio, you can check out linktree.com slash Smack and Raw. That also has a link to the Pornhub. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Ritter. That's M A T T R I D D R. Twitter only. Smack and Raw Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I run the Twitter. Vince runs the Instagram. And then we've got Creation World on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Creation World and the Smack and Raw Pod and Super Flashy Arrow at both Facebook.com slash group slash Smack and Raw and Facebook.com slash group slash Super Flashy Arrow of Tomorrow. Oh, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's enough. Well, for Lord Cussalot, I am the patron saint of podcasting, the warden Matt Ritter, and this has been your return to wrestling. Peace.